Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Rangers Reviews Morning Briefing on Thursday, the 9th of February. It's me and Stevie Clifford again back to talk all things Rangers. We were here yesterday. We're going to get through uh, through some more questions today, Stevie, because uh, I'm aware that we didn't do that uh, as much yesterday. So do uh, get any questions that you want answered in the chat box to the side of the screen. And we're also going to chat through uh, an, an interview that I did uh, with the man who managed Nicholas Raskin last season, Luca Elsner, who's now managing in France. He was a standard Liège manager last season. Um, some really interesting insight, which we're going to talk through as well. But first, as Derek would say, just a bit of housekeeping. Remember, uh, you can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel and our website. You can still win two free hospitality tickets for the weekend's game against Partick Thistle. The information for that is on the ticker below and in the description. And remember, the podcast is brought to you by Seneca, the number one place for hair restoration in the whole of Europe who've treated over 43,000 people to date. If you are thinking about it, uh, do check it out in the link below. There's nowhere better to go than Seneca if you are looking for a bit of hair restoration. Right, Stevie, we're going to start, as I say, while people get their questions in with um, the interview that's on the site this morning with um, Nicholas Raskin's ex-manager, Luca Elsner. I'm just going to read out a few highlights um, because it's just went out, so I'm presuming most people won't have seen it. Um, but the, the, the top line from it, Stevie, is he gives some really interesting insight into the type of player that, that Raskin is. On and off the ball comments such as when he goes to press, he goes to win the ball, not just to uh, block passing lanes. Speaking about him, when you let him off the leash, he's like a pit bull. But more so, and Michael Beale's been a kind of pains to point this out, it's not his off-ball, he's not an off-ball player. When he's on the ball, he has all the qualities to um, what Elsner would say is ex-manager, be Belgium national team material. Also some really interesting insights into what uh, Raskin is like as a person, um, about his mentality, his manager says, or ex-manager says, he wants to be treated, reacts like a 30-year-old peak professional even though he, he's only 21 or 20 when he was managed by Elsner and um, he reviews his game in that way. He says he can bring fire to games on his own and thinks he'll thrive in the Ibrox atmosphere because uh, of his, I guess, apprenticeship at Standard Liège. So the link for that's in the, the description and I'll put it in the comments as well. But I think it's kind of confirming what we already know, Stevie. This is a player who... Um, has exciting technical qualities, but hopefully also given the number of games he's played for Standard, I think it was 96 games he played for Standard at, at just 21. This is a player, and as we've seen in his opening press conference that we were both at, I think he's going to thrive on the environment of Ibrox and hopefully thrive under the pressure that that brings. Yeah, well, he described Rangers even early on as being like the big brother to Standard, didn't he? So I think he's more than equipped <laughs> to to do well here. Um, I like the sound of it. I haven't had the chance to see it. It was on my to-do list this morning, but um, as you know, school runs and, and dog walk um, take priority for, for most parents at this time. So um, I'll get on that this morning. I'll look forward to it. But I like the, the, the sound of what he says about him being a ball winner and like a wee pit bull and stuff. We spoke a long time about this and almost without boring people and, and being repetitive, but I think it's essential to say a lot of us have been talking about, you know, upgrades in the midfield since 2018-19 when Stephen Gerrard first came in. Yeah. Now I know that Stephen Gerrard himself spoke about needing upgrades in there. So this, I feel like this is, and I, I, I'm on record as saying, I feel like this is a really big signing 
and also feel like that if we had made this like a number one signing in the summer, you know, it would it would be one that that kind of um, got people excited and off their seats. And the open market, Joshua, as you spoke about this before, would maybe cost upwards of ten million pounds. Yeah. So this is this is a player of high quality. Those kind of things that the ex manager says about him being, you know, like a pit bull and a ball winner, we've missed those type of attributes in our midfield for a long time. Somebody that will go and press and harry and that wee bit of energy and 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 um, intensity. I think that's fair to say we've missed in a wee while now. That's no slight on Dave o or or Ryan Jack or anything like that, but they're different kind of players. Now, it's a real shame because I would have loved to have seen Nicholas Raskin play with Stephen Davis. Yeah. I think that would have been an excellent combination, the way Davis plays in between the lines and stuff like that. Then I think that would have been really good. But unfortunately, Davis is going to be out until, well, the end of the season at least. So yeah. we'll, we'll we'll find out what happens there um, later on in, in, the, in the year, obviously. But... Looking forward to seeing him. Really excited about seeing him. Um, that kind of energy that he brought, even in that ten minutes that we saw him on Saturday, I thought yeah. he looked really exciting. He's got a, a really kind of enthusiastic style, and this is something that I think our crowd will take to straight away. Our crowd love hard-working players that give everything, you know. So I think even before we see the technical side of his game, Joshua. I think that that energy and that kind of combativeness is something that, that people will get to straight away. Yeah, Brian here saying, um, I see Raskin as a Verratti style of player. And yeah. um, Verratti is obviously quite a high bar, but I think that that um, that type of player who he has all the energy off the ball, but he's not a, he's not being signed purely to you know get the ball back and give it to a better player. He's going to be the one who carries it into the opposition final thirds, contributes in the final third as well, goes beyond... Um, He's not a, a number six who just sits behind the ball. Um, his ex-manager spoke about him being a blend. He can play a number six or a number eight, kind of perfect in the, the double pivot in midfield, which is what Beal plays. You know, one of Jack and Lundstrom and Kamara's, two of them have always been in there together so far. Beal actually said um, at, at one point, I've got these quotes somewhere in front of me, um, he's not a tackler. He's a technical player like Glenn Kamara. He'll intercept and run hard, but he's not just a little Rottweiler. He can play as number six or number eight, dribble with the ball and has a good passing range. And again, we only seen 10 minutes of it um, at the weekend, Stevie, but and you, there's definitely an ability to read too much into these types of things. But he immediately wanted the ball and you saw a few times, I thought you saw him win a couple of duels against bigger players, run forward with the ball, showing his pace and I guess that's what he profiles as, as a kind of all-action, all-round midfielder. But it's just comfortable coming and getting the ball off the centre-backs as he is trying to run beyond and, and create space and, and carry the ball forwards. And as you say, that's, the, I think, the type of player um, that Rangers have needed in that area. We'll get through to a few comments about Raskin. Pete saying, um, seeing the way he drives forward, I think as an eight, he could be really exciting. Thomas saying, um, morning, guys. Can't wait to see Raskin tear the leak. Uh, up high hopes for him um, and CGM55 saying does he start on Sunday obviously Rangers play Partick Thistle in the Scottish Cup I think he probably goes right in because I guess to answer other comments that are coming in Stevie Cantwell and Raskin have been signed now for a reason they've been signed to, to make an impact between now and the end of the season so why wait around yeah I think he goes straight in um, you know I played off this ability and this potential ability and what we think we have signed, I think he goes straight in. Um, there's real competition in there now. 
Um, so I think that he has to start. You know, there's no disrespect to, to Thistle or, or anything like that, but I just think at home um, against a, a, a team in the, the league below you, there might be a few changes anyway. I can see him coming in the team and, and not going out, Joshua, if I'm quite honest. Yeah. I think he comes in and I think he'll go and start at Livingston as well. And, and Rangers will want him with as much um, time in the tank before we, we go to the cup final. Now, the cup final is only a couple of weeks away. Yeah. So um, I think he starts and I think he'll start next week as well. So um, I think Nicholas Raskin, you know, I've got to be careful about doing this because people can remind me of this in a few months. But I really am excited about um, Nicholas Raskin and I think that he could be a massive game changer for us in terms of what we have. Um, and just picture this a wee bit. You know, I've heard a lot of comments. See, when we go to games and you maybe get a Jack Kamara or a Kamara Lundstrom and things like that, and people are like, I feel like this is too defensive. It goes a wee bit back to what we spoke about on Monday, Joshua, when we spoke about the different dynamic of a partnership that might involve yeah. Raskin. Because if he suddenly becomes one of those two, with his energy and his desire to go forward and, and wanting to make things as well as being a defensive type of player. Those players are so hard to find. If if we want to watch here, which hopefully we all want them, you know, hopefully we all want to happen, then I can I can see the whole dynamic of, of that too. And then it brings in other players as well. You know, you suddenly start getting Tillman and things around that kind of progressive play that hopefully he'll bring. And, it, and it's going to be really exciting. So, um, it was it was difficult to kind of... I mean, I know we were all, you know, in the wee gantry row that we were in on, on, on Saturday. I know that we were all very excited about his, his little cameo on Saturday. So, we have to try and, and, and give him time and, and be grounded and, you know, let him settle in and stuff like that. But uh, it brings a whole new dimension, I think, not only to going along on Sunday, as well as our team. I'm just excited about seeing him. I really am. So comments about the manager, I'll definitely go and uh, encourage everybody to go and check that out. And um, it should bring, should definitely bring a wee bit of excitement to our team, Joshua. I'm, I'm, re I'm looking forward to reading the piece. Yeah, a few different comments here. Um, I like Raskin's enthusiasm. He, uh, he is an exciting talent for sure. And Pete getting back in touch to say, I think Tillman will flourish even more playing near the likes of Raskin. Uh, Steely FM saying as well, we've badly needed a player that can break up play and is not scared of putting in a tackle. Looking forward to seeing what he brings uh, to the team. Um, and I guess, as you say, Stevie, the question is, does he come in for the weekend? But more so, does he come in ahead of the cup final? And um, well, how long is it? Two weeks? Two weeks away, just over two weeks away or something like that. Um, James Strachan getting in touch. Do you think Raskin and Cantwell will be bedded in, ready for the cup final? And do you think they will start the game? I mean, I guess that's a difficult question to answer just now in a way, Stevie, because um, the game's two weeks away. You don't know what type of form certain players will be in. But Michael Beale did say he's here to sign starters in the January window. So you presume that if they are up to speed and they are ready, then there's no reason why they shouldn't play because they've not been signed to kind of, you know, play as an understudy for six months and then assume a, a first-team position in the summer. Yeah, I mean, as I said there, I think Raskin comes right into the team and he stays there. So um, it was interesting reading Steely's point there about that kind of midfielder. Um, 
that that's a big point for me and something that I really believe as well that we have missed somebody. It's more um I think we've missed a kind of somebody with pace and energy, like a, a wee dynamo, somebody that, that's always constantly nipping away at people and trying to win the ball back. And Ryan Jack and um Stephen Davis, John Lundstrom are different. They kind of more sit and and take their time and then win balls back and things. But I get the impression from Raskin that he's going to be somebody that presses and pushes and, and forces a play from midfield, sets a very quick tempo and, and wins the ball like back like that. So the comment that followed it about getting Tillman round, the, the great thing about if we can win the ball back quickly, Joshua, and get them to our more creative players, We've already seen the types of positions that they can take up, so it's going to be more exciting. But I think Raskin comes straight in and, and stays. Todd Cantwell, I think, is already shown enough to, to say that he's settling in really well and that he has got at least a very decent claim to be around the first team, if not starting. I'm not quite sure that Kent Tillman Sakala behind Morelos gets broken up at this moment in time. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what he does with that and, and who would maybe come out of that. So I would I would say that at, probably at this moment, that's that's most likely where we are behind Alfredo. So the, the good thing about that is Todd Cantwell coming on to any game and, and coming on any situation. Hamden's potentially um, ideal for him with it being such a big pitch and um, finding pockets of space. And if he was to come on, the more the game went on, then there may be joy for him. So there's definite options for Rangers now. Um, and I think that that's entirely, exactly what they do if he doesn't start. But I, um, I think he's shown enough to be at least in the discussion to be starting the cup final on Cantwell. And, and Raskin, although he's well behind Todd Cantwell in terms of training with the players and stuff, I just think the type of player he is and the quality he's going to show, I think he comes in Sunday and he doesn't come out. Yeah, and interesting indeed. Matthew Ross gets in a touch of a good point here, saying Raskin will force teams to think differently about how they counter-attack. He'll break up play and slow things down. I think that's a really important point and kind of comes into something we've discussed a lot this week, Stevie, about um, finding the balance and, and making sure that the attack can function as well as possible because it's got, the, I guess, the steel behind it with two midfielders who can uh, control play, uh, as, as we've just mentioned. Looking ahead further to the weekend, CGM55 getting in touch here saying, I want Cholak to start this weekend and not Morelos. Presume that after a long time, I think the, the only time Cholak started under Beal has been Dundee United away, I think, um, where he obviously had to come off because of an injury. How many changes are we expecting at the weekend? Because although it's tempting to say, will he play lots of youth players or whatever, I, I don't think that'll be the case because you've got to remember, otherwise a lot of the first teamers will go two weeks without a game and is that too long, Stevie, at this time in the season? I mean, you, you do have a cup final in a couple of weeks and you don't have uh, you know, midweek games to, to rely on at the moment. Well, I think the good thing is that he has the potential to make five subs. So yeah. um, I wouldn't start Antonio Cholak. I would play Alfredo for the first half and then switch it around, give, a, give Antonio maybe 45 minutes. I wouldn't necessarily start him. I would maybe think about two, three changes, and then we could make those other changes as the game went on half-time 
maybe make a couple and then 60 minutes type of thing. So I think you're right about um, about there being that gap and then especially as they've got Levy and then another week to prepare before the cup final. So they don't have those midweek um, games that can maybe keep people <clears throat> over and stuff. I tend to think Rangers are, are better when they're game, 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 game. We've yeah. seen that previously. I think that it focuses them. Sometimes they can be a wee bit rusty if they've went a few weeks and things. We've seen that before as well, coming back from international breaks and stuff like that. So we need to avoid that as well. I think they'll be probably just about the right balance. You might look at it. If there's anybody still in the squad that's got wee knocks and things, he might he might kind of shuffle that way. But I would expect to see Alan McGregor back in goals, the normal back four, um, and then maybe Raskin and a couple of changes from there, but I don't think it'll be anything. We could do it, but having thought about what you've just said there, I think maybe you just keep it minimal. I think that's maybe where we'll go with that. I kind of think it might be Morelos and Cholak because Beal's spoken a lot about, well, a few times he said, I'm going to play them both, and obviously that's never happened. He wants to play with two goal scorers, and Sakala, as we discussed before, gives you that flexibility because... He can attack off the wing. Um, he can play through the middle. He can run behind. He's, I think, learning to... He's improved against Ross County for me, coming in short and taking the ball to feet and, and turning and spinning. So part of me wouldn't be surprised if he does opt for the two of them up front. If there's any game to do it against, I guess a cup game at home would be the perfect opportunity. Um, what about Yanis Hadji? I, I tend to agree with you, Stevie. I think there'll be maybe three, four, two changes from the... Um, the kind of strongest eleven that Beal has because he'll want to change things once the game is hopefully in a position that, that he can do that from. Um, Yanis Hadji, when he made that appearance against St. Johnson a couple of weeks ago, Beal said he was still some way off playing 90 minutes, but you'd imagine this game maybe is one he could start, or if not, you, you come on at halftime if Rangers are in a good position. I still think Yanis Hadji's quite a bit away. I think Yanis Hadji's maybe more than a month away from starting a game for Rangers, in my opinion. Um, I can see him maybe getting half an hour, a 60-minute kind of substitution. I think he got 15, maybe 20 minutes um, against St. Johnston. I haven't seen him. We haven't seen him since. I, I don't no, think... No, he, he, wasn't in the, he wasn't in the squad for... Hearts. Hearts away, but I think I was expected because Beal said, as you say, he wasn't ready and then he didn't come on against um, County, but I guess with a one goal. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you'd be looking at, at seeing him for around about half an hour um, and I think that's perfect kind of game time for him as well. You might see Kamar Roof again at some point on, on Sunday. They'll want to try and get him up to speed. So I think you're looking at half an hour maybe for, for the likes of those guys. I, I just don't see... Yanis Hadji starting. Yanis Hadji is so important for us that we'll take our time with him. And I think especially ahead of next season, Bill will want him playing off the right-hand side. He'll want him, you know, fit and kind of working and blending in. And I don't see the advantage of, of throwing him in Sunday and, and potentially there, there being issues with that. We can take our time and, and get him ready and then go from there. So, um I would be I would be inclined to say Hadji would most likely be on the bench again with some game time from it. The back four, you said the back four is gonna be unchanged, Stevie. Could there be a, a shout for Leon King who's not played um much under Michael? I, I'm trying to think if he's played at all under Michael Beale, because obviously he missed the Hibs game through an illness. 
I don't think I don't think he has. He might uh, correct correct us if we're wrong. Um, I guess the other shouts for potential starts are maybe Leon King, maybe James Tavernier. Uh, sorry, maybe Adam Devine coming in for James Tavernier. Could you see either of those players from the start? Yeah, again, it goes back to what we were saying. If, if James Tavernier is completely fit, I think that he plays and maybe Adam Devine gets gets game time or whatever. It's just that break that we spoke about two weeks. It depends yeah. on what Michael Beale feels about it. Interesting thing to ask him, um, possibly at the press conference on, on Friday. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what what he what he does. But, I mean, look, I think the, the great thing is we, we've now got options of, of what we can do. It's, it's how he manages it and, and what he goes from there and, and what he decides to do. It's a shame that Robbie McCrory's not fit. Yeah, because this is a game... This is yeah. a game you play, probably, isn't it? And and yeah. but I thought you made a great point in that Stevie recently when you said, depending on what happens with this league season, it does seem like Bill wants to give him a chance between now and the end of the season, maybe after the split, depending what the points uh, tally stands at as an opportunity for that. But as you say, I, I think if he was fit, this is the type of game he'd come into. So he must be really frustrated because he spent his fair amount of time waiting around for a, for a game like this to come around, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he has, and. Listen, I think that Robbie McCrory will get the games after the split. I think that's a perfect way. You know, you potentially still got, you've got an old firm in there, um, which will definitely happen. So you've got an old firm. You've also got um, potentially Aberdeen, likes of Hibs, maybe Levy. So these are all big games. Now, we know that they, they might not mean anything as such in terms of a title race. Uh, we hope they do. We hope we're still pushing. We hope we're still chipping away. Um, so that might decide things. But if it doesn't, and, and maybe if the gap's still the same at the moment, then I can see him playing in, in all of them and, and we kind of will see how he reacts and go from there. I, I still think it's more likely to me, in my opinion, this is only my opinion, if Robbie McCrory comes in and does well in these five games, I think you might see him go from potentially third to second choice. Yeah. And I think this goes back to what we're saying about John McLaughlin and where he is and stat-wise and how he's performed overall. He's not a homegrown player. That that sounds like we're repeating it or I'm repeating myself. So I think that that might, dynamic might change. Alan McGregor's situation, we can sit here and say most likely he'll retire. I think that's, that's fair. Um, we still obviously need that. We were all saying that this last this time last year. So um, I still think no matter what happens, we'll be buying a number one. We have to buy a number one. So it'll be up to maybe the number one to come in and compete with Robbie McCrory, depending on how he does yeah. in those games towards the end of the season. So it's a shame for him. Absolutely, I definitely think he would have started. But I think Alan McGregor comes in on um, on Sunday as well, just to keep him tidying over. It would maybe be what by the time we went to Livingston two and a half weeks before he played a game yeah. after Pinecastle. So yeah. I would I would see him starting on, on Sunday. I seen the comment about strongest team possible. I think Beal, I'll maybe look at that and say yes, but I, I still think we're strong enough to make two or three changes. I don't see it being wholesale changes. I'd like to see Alex Lowry play as I'm sure a lot of people would, Stevie. I mean He's here for the rest of the season. He's not went out on loan. We know that was a possibility towards the end of 
Um, the January transfer window is something that Michael Beale spoke about, effectively saying if the right offer was to come in, if the right you know manager, the right style of play, the right club, then maybe a, a loan move for Lowry would make sense. If he is going to be around for the second half of the season, as has turned out, Stevie, this is the type of game he needs to get minutes in. Um, I think cameos at places like Tyne Castle and, and whatnot are good, but you know he, he needs minutes and. I don't know if he'll be in that starting eleven purely because, you know, we were just speaking yesterday about the number of players that are available behind the striker, albeit you've got Lawrence and Lawrence is out and Hadji still working his way back. But you'd imagine you see a fair bit of Alex Lowry at the weekend. Yeah, I would think so. Um, he's got to be in and around again. He might be one that, that's high in kind of 30 minutes or so. If he plays, then I don't think that Malik Tillman plays. I think they're the kind of similar players and how they play and how they pass the ball and their movement. So it might be that Michael Beale wanted to give Malik Tillman a rest last week. That didn't quite happen because he obviously came on after 10 minutes. So he might look at this one and say that Malik's one of those ones that is a very fit young lad. He's a very fit boy. So he could maybe sit out and, and not feature. I would understand that. That would make perfect sense. But, um, you know, Alex Lowry's one of those ones where... We ten minutes at at um, at Tynecastle and things. I completely agree with that. I do like that. Like to see more of that. It's a shame that Ross County was kind of close. That we had we had already made the changes and Michael Beale maybe didn't want to make it more. But um, again, it's you know Michael Beale said a lot about Alex Lowry. It's a constant source of question and stuff like that. And he and he's pretty much made it clear that you know. He talks about it a lot, and it's a phrase that he's used quite a lot when he speaks about Alex Lowry is, would your teammates pick, pick yeah. you? You know, so he's more or less telling you that, that it's up to Alex Lowry and, and how he per performs in training and things. So, listen, he's he's a homegrown um, he's a homegrown talent. He's, he's one of our own, and we'll want to see him naturally do well. So Sunday's a perfect opportunity. If he really wants it, it's up to him to go and get it. Yeah, a few questions coming in about updates on um, players like Matondo, Lundstrom and, and Ridvan. The press conference is tomorrow um, instead of today. Obviously, the game um, is, is on Sunday. Uh, so there'll be, I guess, full updates of, of that then where certain players are um, in their uh, journeys back would, from injury. Yeah, what I would say is that he did give quite an extensive update on it last week. So of the people that we're talking about. We'll try and go through them, Joshua. John, John Suter, yeah. he said he had had a slight reaction, um, which basically, it's not an injury. He had a couple of days where he rested up and then he was back in training. So he's he's fine. Kamar Roof, back in training. He was unopposed in training last week and they were hoping to step that up. So could have featured against Ross County if we really needed him, was Michael Beale's word. So you would imagine... After a week of training, Touchwood, there'll be no um, you know, ill effects and he'll be absolutely fine. Tom Lawrence does not have a return date, as per Michael Beale. He is training on his own um, out on the grass, but there's no there's no sign of him returning and there's no return date. Ravi Matondo has a knee injury, which, as far as I'm aware, is just a small knee injury. So you're looking at him returning to the fold maybe next couple of weeks. There wasn't a kind of, he wasn't one that was pushed on. Um, who else have we got? 
Red Van. I think it's Red Van's three or four weeks away. So he was due to be back in training roundabout now, but it's taken a wee bit longer. It's a grade one hamstring tear, the worst one you could possibly get. Um, and he's been at home getting treatment and stuff. He's back in Glasgow now and he'll step things up. You'll maybe see him back in the grass the next couple of weeks, but he's still a wee bit away. He won't he won't be ready for the cup final. I wouldn't imagine you're looking at next month before you see Red Van going by what um, Beale said. Um, I think that's it. I don't think that it is kind of yeah. cleaning up, isn't it? So yeah. I think that's that's basically where we are injury-wise. So I appreciate, I think I asked him last week about the injuries and about John Suter and stuff like that. So he does, he is very honest. He does tend to give us um, a kind of, it's more or less a weekly update, isn't it? Because he does get asked about it quite a yeah. lot. But um, if you take the time scales that he's given from last week, move them on a week, and that's basically where everybody is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thanks for that, Stevie. And thanks to everyone for joining us this morning. Uh, Derek's going to be back next week. Uh, it's my turn to be away um, on holiday, so he will be back in the hosting chair. You'll all be uh, glad to know. Stevie, you'll be back as well, I'm sure, at some point. Um, just a reminder, if anyone for some reason doesn't know where to find your columns and all your writing stevie it's a reminder it's four lads had a dream on twitter and every other platform yeah it is um you just type it in basically into all the social medias you can also type it into to google you can go and um sign up for the the kind of um, we try and do kind of weekly blogs and, and weekly opinion pieces there's some stuff from the club you'll get full press conference access and things and it's all free it's all fan media opinion and based um if you would like to come and check it out also if you would like to come and write and maybe guest and, and share your feelings with us you're more than welcome to do that also so please get in touch if that's what you want to do and you'll also find me on here and you'll yep. find me on rangers review a weekly column which is um always fridays joshua but um sadly this week um just a wee bit of family family stuff going on on, on friday um so we put it out early this week so um you can find that and hopefully people enjoy that that kind of thing not as good as all your stats and no, all not your, at all. It's a different it's a different kind of dynamic isn't it i write more like kind of fans and stuff like that half the time all this xg and all that i don't understand it so i've just learned what a second assist is joshua so You've been, like you've been, you have been um, mentioning that. I've noticed that, but no, it's always, yeah. always, always enjoyable, Stevie. Mm -hmm. um, and as you say, you can find that on the website every Friday, sometimes earlier. Always a great read to hear um, what your take is of the week. Um, right, that'll do us there. Stevie will be back next week. I'll be back soon. Derek will be back in the hosting chair. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Thursday, and we'll speak to you soon. <laughs>